Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Wednesday, uh, December 15th, going in 14th, going into Thursday, December 15th, 2022. And uh, I want to thank you all for being here for this uh, 300th episode of the show. As always, you can find all the links to shows and uh, social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And uh, this will be the last show for the week as far as streams go. I will be recording another show that will come out at a later date um, tomorrow night, but uh, that will be um, released at some point. uh, And I will let you all know when that happens. So it's going to be a special topic-based episode. I am thinking of doing that. I was talking with some friends. Um, Looking at doing that once a month with... uh, two friends each month, hopefully a different, different pair each time, and uh, to cover a certain topic. And we'll just do those as recordings. Not quite streams, but just uh, with all of us talking and uh, put those out as we can. So looking forward to that as well. I'll have more details on that once that comes out. So, um, so tonight uh, we're covering another... Uh, doing another episode of comic books and the paranormal and of course whenever we do that uh, i always have a good friend of the show on with me uh derek the night stalker welcome to the show again thanks for having me happy uh happy 300 big deal huge deal congratulations thank you yeah it's amazing it's it snuck up on me i knew i was in the 200s and and then i just um one day i happened to be looking and Oh wait, and it was already there. So, yeah, um, crazy. I feel like two hundred felt like felt like it was just yesterday. I feel like I remembered the the two hundredth episode. Yeah, and, uh, here we are. A thousand yeah. is going to be before you know it. Honestly, oh jeez, yeah, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, a few years, maybe you know, four or five years, something like that. Maybe oh, less. less than that. Less than that. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, but, I mean, yeah. it, it worked. It worked out kind of nice. Kind of nice little uh, synchronicity that kind of like, we were talking about how this is kind of the end of our like phase one of us like covering these comics this is kind of what everything we've been talking about so far is, is leading up to and then it kind of synchronistically falls on that 300 episode so it's a it's a cool one thanks for thanks for uh, having me on for it i'm excited problem it's it's ironic in a way because of how it happened because originally um i was going to do a show last night and i didn't get to i wasn't wasn't feeling well enough and yeah so but then after that i realized oh wait well that means that uh that this is going to be it so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. It's an honor. It's an accidental honor. I'll take it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's just weird how things happen. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, um, for anyone that has maybe hasn't listened a lot, we like to do these shows to cover these comic book stories, these events, um, and maybe we'll branch out someday. I was thinking of um, I'll I'll, maybe I'll tell you after, but um we do these things to look at the paranormal similarities between these stories that are made up and 
things that seem to, to track in the, the real world, whether these stories are inspired by other things, or in some cases they seem to lead to other things happening. Yeah. Um, just all these connections between what we what people say is real and is not real. Yeah. And uh, so that's the main reason to do these events, because there are definitely um, just connections between all these different realms. Yeah. And, and, and the weird um, kind of synchromistic, I know we talk about uh, synchromistic a lot in the show and on a Troubled Minds and stuff. And, and it's just the weird connections between um, like fiction and like the arts mixing with the real world, like people's real experiences mixing with um, kind of the zeitgeist as a whole, people, what people are thinking about, what the mainstream pop culture is talking about. And it's cool, especially like starting back in the, like back with comics from the eighties and stuff, looking at what, how they kind of viewed the paranormal, how kind of like the different tropes that they, they were using and how it's kind of um, gone through till today. And like you're a paranormal expert. So you're, you, you, you know, like the, the state of um, paranormal thinking, right. And it's cool to, to kind of pick your brain on these, on these topics and stuff. And just synchronistically, it's weird how completely unintentionally the events we've been talking about have lined up perfectly with the cinematic universe. Uh, so I know you're not a big fan of the movies, but as far as like zeitgeist is concerned, they're absolutely massive. It's the biggest movie franchise, arguably of all time. Um, so they're like the one we're talking about today. It's, it has um, connections to black Panther. Um, what kind of forever? movie just came out with their battle with, with uh, Wakanda first first um, first Namor and everything so and then Secret Invasion and all these things that we've been talking about have we've, we've honestly hit them either exactly when the movies have been coming out or just before and it's or and it's I don't know it's, it's been cool for me because I'm a fan of the movies too and so it's just uh love I'm loving how it's all how it's all lined up and how we were able to analyze these deeper concepts in what's become pillars of pop culture and uh that's kind of my favorite thing so so always a, yeah always a treat james and and it's it's um it's also ironic i just noticed here in the article here the summary i'm using it came this event started i mean there were obviously other stories that led up to it but it started in april of 2012 oh wow so 10 years basically and yeah. change wow ago now a decade ago so mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. a big year uh for, for weirdness too, because obviously 2012 is the whole Mayan prophecy and the Terrence yeah. McKenna predicting the end of the world, and people do point to 2012 as being kind of this uh, checkpoint, this, this this like circle on the on the timeline of what kind of when mentality changes. That's when I got really really into into all this all this kind of stuff, and I feel like that's when pop culture, the zeitgeist in general, got really big into paranormal stuff. That's when like kind of ghost hunters, ancient aliens, all these types of things really cold of the minds of people uh and i don't know it's just uh when all these things kind of come together like this it makes me think we're on the right track or something so it's been an added benefit of of talking with you about it for the fun yeah so um i guess we should get right into it otherwise we're oh, yeah, yeah. Here yeah. Morning. i'm ready um but uh so this event here now we've covered a couple of other events that have been major parts leading to this um, one of them is, of course, um, now um, House of M. Yep. And where um, at the end of that, the Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda Maximoff, who is Magneto's daughter, yep, um, basically used her abilities in this heightened state of of 
ability and just trauma and just all these things used her powers to uh, basically rid the world almost of mutants. Yep. The power. Um, I, I'm guessing over 90% of mutants down down to the point where there's only like less than 200 of them. Yeah, I think it's like 198. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. I think the, the continuity, like the the reasoning behind it for the company was just it was getting too sprawling. There was too much too many loose threads, so they were trying to yeah. kind of dwindle it down, um, and this is their mechanism in order to do it, but it influenced going forward, like, everything leading up to it. Right, and so, and this is also what led to the X-Men sort of being in the background for the next several years. Yeah. Um, they had their own stories and events, but they were almost, not quite literally, they still had interactions with other characters, but they were very much focused on maintaining and finding some way to start um making more mutants again uh or to to give people that back their abilities and um so this went on for many years until at one point in another storyline um there was a mutant that was born and i I debated kind of covering these other events because they're they are somewhat important but it's again just I mean, we we can only cover so much. Yeah, and so much we time. cover most of it, honestly. Like we covered the crux of it. Just her her origin is the only thing we we really didn't cover. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, but um, so Hope Summers, that was her yeah. name. Yeah. Also, it's never. I don't think I've ever seen it discussed, but she has the same kind of red colored hair as Jean Grey. It's cool, and as a redhead myself, uh, I definitely dig that. It's a uh, and just we'll get into it, but the connection with the Phoenix Force—it's a—it's a very cool redhead character for 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 redhead readers, uh, personally. I don't remember ahead. ever seeing an ex- explanation as to why she was the first mutant born after the, all these other events. Um, I mean, I mean, happened. I mean, her her name. Like I, I was listening to some explainers trying to kind of like this is this is your favorite event, but I I've never actually read it. Um, so I was trying to just. just Familiar, you're you're the quarterback of this episode. You're going to be leading us through it. But I was just trying to like get my feet wet in it, and just to kind of understand it. So yeah. I, I guess they kind of um, invented her for the, for the sole purpose of like being kind of the mechanism to bring these bring bring the mutants back and everything. And then because of the amount of events that they were doing that we all covered, like Secret Invasion, the uh, Dark Reign, uh, Siege, like all these all these things happening back to back to back to back, it didn't allow any of like the creator, the X-Men creators to actually like branch off and really dig deep in X-Men because they had to keep giving all the X-Men to these, to these big events. So after a few years, people are just like, what's, what's going on with, with, with Hope Summers kind of, but the idea is she was born specifically probably to be this almost, um, new vessel for the, for the, for the, for the Phoenix force. So whatever, uh, natural. And like, that's kind of what Jean Grey has kind of become is like she was almost born to house the Phoenix Force. She was she was a maid for it. So that's kind of the similar like they're kind of fiery right here thing. So perhaps it's just like kind of little Easter egg teaser to be like, yeah, this is possibly a similar thing that the world needs a perfect vessel for the Phoenix Force and maybe it's this person. But then fans, I guess, were just like, Yeah, get to it. Like what's she even doing here still? If you haven't talked to her brother in six years, like what's going on? You know, that that type of deal. Right, and that would fit because if you look at all the different comics and variants, and there have been other people in throughout the comics, like mainly more in not 
like major events, but just in other side stories, there have been other people, especially like in the multiverse, who yeah. have had uh, access to the Phoenix Force. Yep. For various reasons, so that does make sense. Yeah. So, so um, I, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, do you mind if me if I add these details and stuff? Uh, I'm not. Oh, I'm sure, not yeah. in any rush, personally. Um, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> sorry. But uh, if, I, if, I start to, if I start to ramble too much, definitely cut me off for sure. But, no, you're good. but I, I guess the Phoenix Force, essentially, for those un- unfamiliar, is arguably the most powerful force in the whole Marvel universe. It's like a, it's an omnipotent force. It's like a, like a, like a multiversal force. It, it exists outside of the existing universe. It, there's one Phoenix for, Force, and it can kind of, um like spread itself out amongst different avatars so different people can house the phoenix force all at, all at one time um but it always exists and the only way to destroy the phoenix force would be to destroy literally all energy in the entire multiverse which is almost impossible so even if there's one iota of energy existing the phoenix force can like house itself in it and it's like unbelievably powerful and it really can do whatever it wants like the only explanation kind of for it was like from a grant morrison comic where it says like the the Phoenix Force is here to solve multiversal problems, basically. So whatever needs to be done to create balance, or whatever, just like whatever the the vessel wants to wants to do, can be done. And there's really nothing to stop it. Basically, it's the most powerful thing, essentially. That's amazing because that fits the story here. What we're gonna oh talk for about. sure, for sure, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so Hope Summers was born. There was a whole bu- whole lot of drama going on around that because everyone wanted to either protect her or control her depending on what the force what forces yeah. or 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 in some cases with the um the uh the whole what do you call it um basically what they're called the purifiers but the whole anti-mutant community <laughs> okay. um all these different forces actually did join together and tried to eliminate her yeah and including sentinels um that's a, oh, that's wow. part of the earlier events and um but thanks to the x-men and cable who is not in avengers versus x-men but he is he did help lead to it um thanks to his actions they were able to stop all these forces and um and save her and then he actually took her into the future oh wow jumped around time with her and raised her until she was a teenager and then eventually brought her back to the present, uh, to well, to a present point. That's pretty cool. And so, so yeah. wait, just 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 to clarify for me, like, who is Hope Summer's parents? Is it Scott and Jean? That I don't. I've never heard anything about who they were. I I remember oh, that's that interesting. That's interesting. It was there was a hospital that was basically um, attacked because of this detection of this first mutant that was born. That's a lot. And so. Like I don't even know if there are records of um of her past. Oh, that's interesting. Of her parents, yeah. So um and yeah, so she's eventually through these these the series of events, she's um joins the X Men, the the family of characters there. And it's discovered that what her ability is, it's very much to copy and um to obtain the, the abilities of any mutant that's near her. Yeah, it's awesome. But they're they're enhanced. They're yeah. ma- they're much more powerful. That's a great power. And she can like yeah. mix. She can she can mix and match. So if she's standing yeah. around, like 
Colossus and Professor Xavier and Nightcrawler. She can absorb all their powers and have all of them into an amplified version. It'd be like a, like a cool combination of, of all the powers. It's pretty cool. Right. And it takes a little while for her to figure this out, too. It's not yeah. instantaneous. Um, at first, she's just raised to be a soldier like Cable. Yeah. She was mainly a soldier kind of kind of figure. Again, if we go into every character's past here, we'll never get done. So <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. I would definitely recommend everyone check out the comics and, and, and even just, just websites about the history of Marvel and all of those things. Yeah. But um so yeah, so she ends up joining the X-Men and they're trying to figure out her past as well for a while. Now, um the other thing that happens after this is there is this other event called Schism in the X-Men comics. Okay. And this is where Cyclops and Wolverine have this this sort of like ultimate falling out over their views on mutants and how to proceed with them and training them and everything okay yeah because charles is xavier is is gone he's, he's out of the picture like nobody knows where he is at this point right. basically right? Oh, wow. yeah but okay. he has a habit of doing that every so often he'll just be like kidnapped <laughs> yeah. or gone or yeah so and, and yeah sorry and the the main problem here in this argument is um because this is still at a point where even with the with the hope arriving um, there's still only a couple hundred mutants in the world, you know, yeah. and so Cyclops, knowing that there are still all these forces out there that are out to get to eliminate mutants, thinks that all mutants should be trained and turned into basically soldiers and fighters. Yeah, yeah. To to defend themselves, Wolverine, ironically enough, in a way, says no. People should be able to do what they they feel like they want to do or need to do. Yeah. Not everyone should have to be a fighter because not everyone is a fighter. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. It is almost like uh, two different branches from Charles Xavier's methods. Like that, you you can see Charles saying both of those things in the in, in two different scenarios. In some scenarios, you get you to be like, that's that's what the whole school is about. It's taking these mutants and training them to be not soldiers per se, but at least to defend themselves and save save others. You know, but also he's not necessarily trying to take them against their will and push them into doing something. So. You can kind of see it's just two two different disciples of Charles Xavier and the different methods kind of coming up. And like, there's the point where normally Cyclops has always just been in one mind with, with Charles, just kind of just doing what he says. But now, like, like in this point in the continuity, he's getting more um, tyrannical, I guess, or more, more edgy, I guess, more, more like willing to do darker stuff because of how few mutants there are and stuff. And is. Is the creation of Utopia happening within this event, or is that before the event starts? I think it might be before, just slightly yeah. before, because yeah. that's where Cy- Cyclops and his group stays on Utopia, yeah. and then Wolverine takes those that share his viewpoint back to the site of the original X X Mansion in New York. Yeah. So, so like Utopia is so basically Magneto had this kind of similar like similar idea of just taking um making uh, creating a haven a safe haven for all mutant kinds like in Genosha and then that was destroyed in one of the events we covered I think I forget which one it was um and but then they just never rebuilt it so then this is just utopia is just Cyclops version of that creating a new a new refuge for for me for mutant kind but more kind of a more um like 
like you said, kind of a darker like tinge to it, you know, where Magneto kind of was like, was that was during the era where Magneto was more of a hero for mutant kind. He was like leading, he was kind of the leader of them. So, um, you can, it was more free will was involved as opposed to utopia, I guess. Yeah. And also around the same time, Cyclops organizes this team of basically the most powerful mutants that he can gather. Um, wow which includes Magneto around this time, even though he's injured for a while. Yeah. Um, and then Emma Frost, of course, already is there. Yeah. But then also um, Colossus, who at this point, through another relatively minor storyline, has acquired the Juggernaut armor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So you have that. And then you That's have really his, cool. I love that. Yeah. And then you have his sister, Ileana, Magic. Yeah. who has this this teleporter sorceress kind of character who is also already on the edge somewhat because of her powers yeah. and her history. And, and again, so we covered have, her too to, like for Halloween. Yeah. We covered her, so it, it works out again for the, for, for this. So you're gonna yeah. Nice. Yeah, go ahead. So, and so you have this, this other... So you have these two groups, and of course, because of how desperate things are, Cyclops becomes more desperate, and then... Um, Hope starts having this feeling like something is coming yeah. to Earth. And and then she starts to figure out what it is because of talking with everybody on Utopia, apparently, about Jean Grey. She learns about Jean Grey and the Phoenix. Oh, wow. And so at the same time, Wanda is coming out of hiding um, trying to get back into a normal, somewhat normal life for herself yeah. as a superhero again. And she is um, found by some of the other Avengers. And um, I should be looking at the summary here now at this point. But... <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing really great. <laughs> I just realized, it's like, oh, shoot. You're at the point now. It's probably into the whole story. Yeah, we're in the event now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, oh, you know what? There was, oh, there's one other little story, but I don't think it's necessarily for this one. Um, there were other stories that, again, that helped lead up to this that aren't necessarily, um, super important, but yeah. so let's see here. Let me get to the, the plot. I know I, I'm, I am basically starting near the beginning. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So again, this, um, this event starts with the prologue. With two short stories, it features, again, Scarlet Witch um, and showing up again. And um, so, and, and they try to take her to the Avenger, Avengers mansion, but there's still a lot of hard feelings between a lot of the Avengers, some of the Avengers, and Wanda over another event that had led to other events we talked about, where she went insane and use the vision the android to to attack them and that is avengers disassembled oh yeah 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 it's 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 cool that um whether it be like wanda or um century that kind of as the comics are kind of leading up to this major avengers versus x-men event with the phoenix force and everything we've seen different superpower beings kind of that we think is the, as powerful as you can get with Wanda or with um, the Void and everything in Century, being like, how can you get more powerful than this? And then all, it's like leading to this to put to kind of put into scope that uh, 
even Wanda and, and Sentry and stuff like that are, are dwarfed in comparison to this powerful Phoenix Force. Cool. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. So this basically, again, um, at this point, Cyclops and, and Wolverine, the two groups do interact somewhat, but they're not, they're not staying, they're not unified anymore. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, in this, uh, I think I skipped too far ahead. So basically this, um, starts with, with, uh, Wolverine kind of figuring out also that um, the Phoenix may be coming for hope based on intelligence, kind of just communication back and forth between the two groups about, about, about hope and what's going on with her. And so he warns Captain America that he thinks the Phoenix force is coming back. Yeah. And, He's basically, you know, he tells Captain America, this is not good. You know? <laughs> um, the last time, the last couple of times we've ever encountered this, it was more powerful than any of us combined. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And um, so, and so Captain America goes to the other Avengers. And what it really boils down to is they all gather and try to figure out how to, to stop this. At the same time, though, there is one of their their extended kind of family 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 of members of heroes, um, Nova. The current version of a, a hero called Nova, yeah, who encounters this Phoenix Force as it's heading towards Earth, and is basically consuming planets along the way. <laughs> it's just... and... This is the most powerful thing, and this is like it's more powerful than than even. Galactus, I would say. It's like, it's the thing that exists outside the universe. This is like, this is, uh, it's to say World Destroyer is not even giving enough credit. So if they know that this thing is approaching, you can imagine, you can see why Captain America would go on to, re- to have the reasoning that he's about to have, you know? Like, it makes sense that he'd be very scared and the Avengers would be very scared, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, this, um, I found, I finally found where I wanted to be at in this, this, file here which is good <laughs> um so yeah the so again this this main series starts out with um the the scarlet witch returning um also at around the same time because of just all these crazy feelings that hope is getting she's going out and basically being a crime fighter on her own yeah and um and cyclops confronts her one day after She's tried, she tries to go out, and then, of course, again, because they had to come and, and find her when she took on the whole group of, of villains. And, um, and this is when, when she, when Hope, confronts Cyclops about the Phoenix, and he doesn't want to say anything about it. Yeah. Um, because it hurts, partly, and just because of um, how powerful that is. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like the idea of uh, don't don't uh, don't look at the phenomena. Don't acknowledge the phenomena. Like don't say yeah. don't say don't say the word skinwalker, or else it'll, it'll it'll hear you or something like that. You know, right? So yeah, so um, so Nova basically makes it back to Earth to confirm the Phoenix is coming. Yeah, and Wolverine, and so Iron Man and Captain America mobilize the Avengers. And they talk to the president of the U.S. and everything, and explain the history 
Because the other thing about this event is there are a few characters that have been have been part of or are part of um both the Avengers and the X Men. Technically. Um there's Wolverine is the most recent one. But of course Beast was also a member of the Avengers for a while. Oh yeah. And then Storm at the time is um married to I believe married yeah, married yeah. to um Black Panther, sure. speaking yeah. of. And so she's sort of working with the Avengers at this point as well, even though she's part of the X-Men. Um and so so the the um the, the US forces and the Captain America and Iron Man want to um protect Hope from the Phoenix Force. They want to stop it from encountering her. And from entering here, because then once it enters here, then it can become even more powerful than it already is. Yeah, and he's a host. Yeah. And so, um, and so they arrive at Utopia with Wolverine, who has joined them, because he, he sees how important all this is. Yeah. And um, they want to, take, to basically take Hope into custody to, to protect her. And Cyclops sees this as yet another basically insult to the mutant community. Yeah. To where he feels that the Avengers, who are the public's most loved organization, again, these are groups of... The the Avengers is not one team of Avengers. It's an entire yeah. group of teams. And the same with the X-Men at this point. Yeah. So these yeah. are the two hugest groups of characters, probably in Marvel, that are connected. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically just the two... Of, of all of power people, it's like the dividing line between them. It's the ones who have like a genetic mutation that gives their powers, and the ones who are uh, enhanced that are given powers through like super soldier serums, or bitten by radioactive spiders, or or what have you, like different kind of experiments, or like that kind of gamma rays and that type of stuff. But that's kind of, we talked we discussed it before. But that's the the big beef between them is that the Avengers are the celebrities of the Marvel universe. They're like the most famous people. Everyone loves them. Um, even after they destroyed the world all the time and go evil all the time and then go and then become good again, they're always taken back. Whereas the mutants are trying to do the same thing, but they're outcasts. They're the freaks of society for some reason. And um, essentially, and that's, that's been kind of a resentment between the two. Uh, and this is, this is the ultimate culmination of all that, obviously. Right. And of course, with these two groups, there's inter- there's, relationships between so many of the characters that have been also developing for years um rivalries um just again yeah. going back to namor he was also part of that main x-men team at the time he um he is for a while he was an enemy of the fantastic four and yeah. one of the the battles in that whole story in the beginning of that story is the uh the thing from the fantastic four who was also an avenger um as well he oh, yeah. they face off in the story because the thing remembers all those times when Namor kind of tried to go after to to take uh <laughs> Susan Storm. <laughs> yeah, that's Reed Richards. Yeah. So funny. Which of course is partly because Ben the thing loved her as well. Yeah. So <laughs> you I have a lot of so again, there's just some other relationships like that throughout this whole event that drive that's, things. Yeah along further than they might have gone without that yeah it's so deep even like 
even Spider-Man, who's not a mutant at all, but um, during a bunch of different times during the continuity, he's been like offered uh, unofficial mutant status. Like even in the current current continuity, when they introduce this uh, Krakoa, which is like their modern iteration of Kenosha and Utopia, they're like, "Hey, you can come if you want." Um, type of, type of deal. I think like we like you, Spider-Man. Um, because, uh, for some reason, so there's like these the believe there is like there really is no difference between them. There's just this weird thing where in one corner of the universe they're written as more dark tra- tragic characters in another corner they're written as more godlike heroic figures and but for no for no reason like you, you don't you don't know the difference unless you know their origin stories you know um which is just it's kind of it's, it's, it's interesting and uh it leads to yeah you're right like just um, so many relationships it, it's it's the old like we, we covered like civil war and stuff but this is truly the ultimate civil war in my opinion yeah that's true good point um, so as this battle starts on Utopia with the two sides, meanwhile, on and off for a while now, Hope has been manifesting brief bursts of Phoenix power because it's drawing closer to the planet. And that's her ability anyway. Yeah. Is to pick up on powers. And so, and then, so the X-Men, uh, Emma Frost tries to, um, basically take her back into further into the island's defenses and then there's another flash of this phoenix power and um she is hope escapes and gets out of there as this whole massive battle is going on between the two sides now another character that is really amazing in this event is wolverine and i'm not just saying that because i'm biased against for the character (laughs) he in this whole event he doesn't do what the X-Men or the Avengers think is best. Yeah. He's really floating around between, between both sides. Yeah. Yes. I think part of that is because he's part of both forces, but the other part is just his personality. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, he's going to do what he thinks is right. doesn't matter if everybody else thinks so as well. Yeah. Um, So, and at the same time, there's another group of Avengers that is out in space uh, led by Thor who try to stop the Phoenix Force. And, of course, they're just knocked aside. Just obliterated. Yeah, this is really it's, cool. Yeah. They're not killed, but they're just knocked off to the side. Like, don't yeah. don't get in my way. Yeah, the only one that stood a chance was Thor. He's the only one that's not completely unconscious right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so this whole... And interestingly, this is a little, just a little, te- this oh, little yeah. tidbit. Uh, sorry, sorry. But, like, no. in just a, a recent revelation. So, like, this event has a sequel kind of that was a uh, done in the Jason Aaron Avengers run, like, uh, like enter the Phoenix, they call it, which kind of, um, touches on a, a lot of this. And I think in that event, it comes out that, uh, Thor, Thor's real mother is actually the Phoenix force that it's, uh, Odin, Odin and the Phoenix force are Thor, Thor's actual parents. So interestingly, it's cool that he was the only one to, to like stand a chance against the Phoenix force in this comic, like 10 years before that was even an, an idea probably. Cool. That's amazing because I every once in a while I'll look up just X Men comics events, you know, just pictures of the X Men. Yeah, and I saw that I saw a picture of of um the of, uh, older like a different version of Phoenix like with the Asgardians. So oh, that's, that's cool. Um, that yeah. that puts that together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So so the things are starting to escalate here. Um, Hope escapes this whole event after basically going 
into a, like a daze and yeah. manifesting these, this phoenix ability. And but then she leaves because she wants to know what's going on. She doesn't. She's kind of frightened by these two sides, just thinking they know exactly what they should do with her. And and so she leaves, and Cyclops and his team leave as well after once they figure out that she's gone, and to go after her to try to find her. Mm. And of course, the Avengers also want to find her as well. So, um, so yeah, the eventually the fighting stops on on Utopia. The um, the battle kind of ends and um with uh cyclops tricking the avengers into thinking that they had surrendered yeah um and uh so at this point wolverine is still with the avengers um trying to find them and <laughs> this is again going going back to this whole thing i just mentioned with wolverine um captain america notices what wolverine is doing and he confronts him about it and in this plan, which to me, I don't know, I guess it can make, maybe make sense to Captain America, but they drive over this winter wasteland area. I think, I'm not sure if it's Alaska or not. And they um, basically throw Wolverine out of the plane. <laughs> and I'm guessing the reason is just to slow him down. Yeah. To stop him from being involved. They just don't want, like, they, they, they know that the captain probably smelled that he's not going to, Go along with everything yeah. that he wants to do. So it's just like let's, we'll, we'll just like get get rid of him for for, for a little while. Like it's not going to hurt him, but it's just going to uh, keep him out of right here for a few hours at least. Exactly. So, but of course, Hope has technology. She's taking technology with her, and has the ability, I believe, as well, to sense mutants anyway. <laughs> so she um, she finds she finds uh, Wolverine, and. What she wants to do, she tells him, is to go to the blue area of the moon. That's cool. Now, this is where the um, Jean Grey as the Phoenix died the first time. Yes, wow. I said that. The first time. Wow. <laughs> the first time. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So, um, and so they, they make plans to go to the moon. Eventually, the, both the Avengers and the X-Men learn of this and, and track Wolverine and, and Hope down to the moon. Uh, Wolverine goes with Hope to monitor things and to, if he has to, to kill her, to stop the Phoenix wow. from entering her. But he um, once they get there, so yeah, actually, once they get there, Wolverine does signal the Avengers and say, hey, we're here. And the X-Men show up. Now, it's not just all the X-Men. It's this one team. And at the same time, Iron Man has been working on technology, of course. And he develops this weapon that he hopes to use to stop the Phoenix Force. So dumb. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, I mean a, Hulk push, uh, a, a Hulkbuster suit that kind of works sometimes against the Hulk, but not really. But let me try to take this cosmic force on with just the, the tech suit. I mean... It yeah. looks cool. It looks really, really, really cool. But it does. Yeah, come on, come on, Tony. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the yeah, not the you best. Well, and and because what happens is, he fires off this massive energy beam, 
doesn't destroy the phoenix. It actually makes things worse <laughs> because it splits it into yeah. five pieces of energy. This is the best part of the comic, in my opinion. This is my favorite part right here. This like, was a surprise. Yeah, this I was awesome. not expecting this. Yeah, and um, and and these five pieces go to the five X Men that followed everyone to the moon. And that is, of course, Cyclops, Emma Frost, uh, and then Namor. <laughs> so now Namor has a piece of the Phoenix Force. Yeah, this is awesome. And we know that he is not always the most stable. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Colossus and Magic, the brother and sister. Yep. And they all just become super powerful versions of themselves. And, and like, I guess there's no. Um, I was looking at the explainers, and, and uh, shout out to Rob from Comics Explained. He's like, he's a, he's a, he's a king in the game. But he was, he was talking about how he was looking for interviews, being like, why did they pick these five mutants? Like, why did Matt Fraction do these five mutants? And there's really no reason at all. It's just they were in the closest vicinity. But it's a really cool combination of, to to give five mutants the the powers. It's a pretty it's pretty cool. Like good choices, honestly. Well, and it's the the I think it's partly because it is that top team, according to Cyclops. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Of X Men. Now the other amazing amazing thing about this is at the time Magneto is injured. Could you imagine? Oh, a wow. Phoenix powered Magneto. Yeah, that'd be so cool. But, uh, I'm, I'm posting some uh, some of the art in the chat, but this part was uh, just really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, because all of them receive, they basically make new armor for themselves, or new uniforms for themselves. Yeah. That all have the Phoenix logo on <laughs> on them. And and from this point on, the this group just takes hope and leaves. Yeah. Because they they know the Avengers at this point. They the Avengers have done all they can. Yeah, there's nothing like, they, they can do to stop them. Like esoterically, like this, like or not esoteric, I guess, but just like, uh, just to think about it. Like, Jean Grey was born to be the Phoenix Force, so she's like the perfect vessel. She her personality is she's a a great person. You know, like probably she's probably done some bad stuff throughout the course of X Men history, but she, um, she's good relatively pure in heart but now we just have five random people right five random mutants now housing this like like unbelievably uh impossibly indescribable power inside them now who aren't who don't have the same gene gray made for this character with them so now you give you give namor this you give cyclops now who's turning into much more uh dictatorial than he was before like it's it's scary, you know. It's giving these dark cosmic forces to people who might not might not be able to wield them, or should not be able, to, like should not wield them. Um, really, and they look just they look badass too. I can't stress enough. Uh, <laughs> they look really cool. Yeah, magic again, another exactly. somewhat unstable character. Exactly. You have Colossus, who, if you don't read the comics, you might not know, but he he is he deals with a lot of anger towards yeah. a lot of things over the years. Like, Emma Frost too is like so manipulative too. She's like, yes, she's she, she's she's power hungry in a lot of cases. So it's not it's not necessarily, um, yeah, I don't know. Like Jean Grey is like just cosmically tied to this force. It's just like she's she's just made to wear it. So this just this is just uh giving the ultimate power to, um, I guess the unworthy. If you want to use a kind of a comic-y term, but yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, so um, the story then skips ahead of some days, about 10 days, as these stories will do. Um, oh. And no- novels do that too. That's nothing really that, that new. <laughs> um, years even. Um, yeah. But uh, so once they have these powers, the, this group starts um, basically trying to make a world a better place according to their ideas and their thoughts. And this includes providing free energy, food, and water to all of humanity, as well as ending armed conflicts around the globe, because they can. They wow. can just step in, and nothing you can throw at them is going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And again, this um, power can do whatever it wants. There is no parameters for what the Phoenix Force can do, so they can really just essentially wave their hand and free the and cure all the problems of the world basically yeah and i'll get to a part here going back to the whole personalities and the things the the combination of those those kind of just yeah. natural person like natural human Tendencies. faults yeah. or yeah, yeah. emotions yeah. and this power but um so even with all that's going on here the the um the avengers are summoned to the white house and <laughs> everyone basically there agrees that they need to be stopped still because there there's no one to oppose them. And if yeah. they decide to do something that is bad, then then everyone is in trouble. Um and also at this time, the Avengers think that somehow hope is the key to 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 stopping them. Maybe through her powers, um, but they don't know how exactly yet. But they, yeah. they're they're at this point they're just looking for any progress. <laughs> yeah. And um, and at this point, the um, they they go after Hope, and they face the basically just Cyclops, not even the whole group of five. And um, and he knocks them all down. You know, he yeah. he disables them. And so, um, but at this point, the Scarlet Witch steps in to this whole event. She's been monitoring everything. Not wanting to get involved, not knowing how to get involved, yeah. Um, in all this, and so, but she saves the Avengers and and convinces Hope to go with her. And that the important thing about this is somehow, um, the Scarlet Witch, her powers are able to hurt the Phoenix Five, her energy right. somehow disrupts theirs. Incredible, yeah. We don't really know. We don't really know the origins of like where her powers come from, other than like the Scarlet Witch is just another prophesized cosmic force. It's just this. Um, the the cinematic universe described it as just the embodiment of chaos. So, if the Phoenix Force is the embodiment of just whatever this this just this cosmic force is, this the chaos force is just another type of force. So these are just two. Two, like, like, internal cosmic forces battling it out, which is a, I just love that. This is great, but I, I do kind of wish that um, she was one of the ones to get the Phoenix Force too. I can imagine, imagine uh, Scarlet Witch with the Phoenix Force. Jeez, Louise. That's a whole that that could, man. That's like ultimate power with possibly ultimate instability. And ultimate trauma, yeah, for sure. Because. And that's the thing too. I've seen this in stories and other places, and it seems like 
the more power you end up acquiring, especially if you weren't born with it, the more that can affect your personality. Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. even that the power is evil or you're evil, but you're just not equipped to handle it. Yeah, exactly. And that can lead to you doing some things that are not so good. Yeah, like for, for, like for this, like especially, I mean, there's just the superhero trope of this great power comes great responsibility, and yet with the idea that if if somebody else was bitten by a radioactive spider that wasn't this like pure of heart kid named Peter Parker then they could be a supervillain, you know? And that the people with powers who don't have the same morality, they, they just become evil. They, they try to use the power for, for bad. And that's just like regular powers. This is like a, a, a super cosmic force that can break a person instantly if they try to ha- they decide to house themselves in it. You know, like they, they had to create like Jean Grey or Hope Summers in order to, to house this thing. And it's too much for, for really anyone, you know? So... Yes, we have like five of the most powerful mutants, but even they can be can be corrupted by it, especially when things are already going so so crazy. You know, like they're already having like this is a very tumultuous time, and in, in like they're already warring with the Avengers. They're it's like they're Cyclops is trying to deal with how to save the entire like mutant population, and it just uh, it breaks them. You know, it's 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 yeah, yeah. So. Um... And you start to see this corruption here in this next uh, face-off between the Avengers and the X-Men because um, uh, also at this time, this is where there's confirmation of the Scarlet Witch being able to hurt the Phoenix Five. She somewhat hurts magic. Um, But in return, Emma Frost uh, basically burns, severely burns Hawkeye to where he's he's it's pretty pretty i mean it's not terrible because it's comic books but yeah you get the idea it's basically as bad as you can get without killing him outright yeah he's just he's just straight up human he has no healing factor yeah Yeah. um so the other um the rest of the the phoenix five do heal uh hawkeye because of this and cyclops basically warns them it tells them you know we shouldn't be doing this yeah and but of course magic at this point is freaking out and because she wants uh she wants the scarlet witch dead because you know the scarlet witch could hurt them yeah and namor of course steps in at this time and says look we're at war yeah which is ironic in a way because it, it, it this whole time the avengers i mean it took took all of them to even slightly injure one of the five so that's not much of a war yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the so at at this point, um, the hope figures out that the or realizes that the the uh, X Men fear the Scarlet Witch because of the, her abilities. Again, just people are starting to realize this. And um, Black Panther and Iron Man start looking into a way to to stop the Phoenix Five. Now. At this point, this is where we get into the more mystical aspects of everything. Yep. Because you involve another hero, not a high power level hero at all, te- technically, but another hero, Iron Fist, who um, has this connection to this other realm um, for training, uh, and they, they want to tra- train Hope in how to not just mimic 
um, Wanda's powers, but to amplify them. Yeah. So that and, she can take down the Phoenix Five. Yeah, exactly. And this this is like a kind of like a Shambhala type place, a Kunlun, where it's it's in a, it's, it's in another dimension. You have to it's um you have to know how to get there in order to get there. You know, it's you have to it's like um you have to be initiated into this like mystical sect in order to find the door for it and stuff. And then when like when inside it, it it's like this uh kind of I forget what they call it for Doctor Strange with the, with their version of it for like the magical people, but it's essentially it's a, it's a place to kind of balance your chi and all that all that type of stuff. Um, and because the, I guess at some point during the history of the Iron Fist, that like the Iron Fist is another one of these things that there is always an Iron Fist. So at one point, one of the Iron Fists was the was the vessel for the Phoenix Force. So because of that, like they they have like um, methods in order to to train. A vessel form, you know. So. I'm just gonna say real quick. I think it was more the the Phoenix was went after the the original, like the original Iron Fist dragon kind of creature. Oh, is that what it is? Mistaken. Yeah. Oh, they wow, were, that's cool. They were old enemies way back. Oh, that's even better. I like, I like that even better. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so that's oh. part of why this training is so essential. Oh, that's is, awesome. So that through Iron Fist assistance and and then training Hope, and and then of course they figure out uh, Wanda, it's going to take the both of them together to take down the the, the Phoenix Five. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there's that whole thing going on, and of course Hope this whole this whole time, Hope has is has been told over and over again, well you're 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 destined to save all mutant kind. Or you'll you're you're going to be the one that t- handles the phoenix and and she's she's still a teenager at this point. Yeah. So she's really not sure about all this. Um, and so and this is also where um, I- Iron Man and Black Panther are trying to figure out a way to stop um, to stop the Phoenix Five. And of course, there's still fighting going on throughout the series back and forth both sides taking prisoners um in different battles around the world um and scarlet witch manages to injure namor and um namor loses it and this is another one of those tie-ins to current cinematic stories yeah because um namor figures out that part of this is is black panther's fault and so he goes after Wakanda. Yeah. He he takes his all the Atlanteans and they go after Wakanda and they basically destroy it. Obliterates it. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. I'm uh, posting a picture in the chat right now. Uh, okay. Really cool. And they use the track like the. I just love how the different iterations of the Phoenix going through all the like the using using the different vessels. So it has like the kind of the Namor Trident uh, housing this like Phoenix firepower. You know, um, sure. controlling controlling the seas. It's. It's really, it's really badass. Um, but then, yeah, go, go, go continue. And I mean, give give credit to the, the the Black Panther. He does not shy away from this fight either. No, no, no. He yeah. survives. He makes it out, but he does not shy away from that battle. Yeah. He was lucky to make it out of there. Really. Yeah. Of course, lucky equals you got you're not going to kill off such a man. <laughs> but 
um, logistically there. So um, this is a huge deal too. This is a blow for the non-mutant side, like Wakanda. It's the most powerful city uh, in the world. Like it's the most advanced technology. If anyone, if any like city was to have a chance against the like in a war, like this would be the city that you would want to build your build your head, like make your headquarters. They have like the vibranium, and they just they just have them like they're far more advanced. It's like a breakaway civilization, basically. For those who aren't aware, right now Captain America learns of all this and arrives there late, of course. But he, in the process, he gathers every possible Avenger he can find, and all of this this huge group of Avengers finally manages manages to take down Namor. Yeah. And this is where things start to escalate because Yeah. Things get really interesting here. Yeah. They knock out Namor and and the the Phoenix uh shard or energy that was in him just splits up and goes to the other four that already Crazy. have so every time even every time they manage to they realize this, the Avengers realize this as they take down each member of this group, the other members are only going to get more and more powerful. Yeah. And so you get down to one and you have just the embodiment of, of the, right. and the, and weird secret, just another synchronicity. Uh, the event we covered for Halloween was, um, a DC story, like the witching hour. And in that story, the, uh, Hecate was split between five different vessels. And then as oh, each wow, one was taken, right. as each one was taken down, the next one, like the four became more powerful and three became more powerful until you have one embodiment of Ekate. And now this is the same story, which I didn't even think about until right now. It's pretty, pretty cool. Me either. Yeah. Um, and but so, also but, like, the, like yeah. they, they realize that too. Like not only the Avengers realize that, but the, but the Phoenix five themselves realize, Oh wait, like yeah. I can be, I can, I can get all the power now. Yeah. Yes. This is where they start to somewhat, just contemplate the idea of turning on each other. <laughs> wow. Um, so, and so the Avengers retreat to Kunlun after this whole fight. Now, somewhere in the middle of all this, somehow Professor X shows up, having learned about all this that's going on. He basically comes back onto the scene. Yeah. I think he was abducted for a while and, and, messed with and just different i forget now what the exact story is yeah but there was it was part of like the minor stories going on in the background um but he shows up uh professor x shows up at utopia and he demands that cyclops start uh cyclops stop using the phoenix energies or xavier says he will bring them all down (laughs) and now at this time, I think this is too where where even some of the mutants, some of the X Men, that family of characters, they start questioning and they start noticing these things that are happening to these five people, yeah, and their behavior, and they start questioning whether or not they're on the right side, yeah. Um, I mean, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely, you know. So right. if you have this this god power, then yeah, it starts to get uh, you start to realize that. I mean. We can create world peace, but as long as it's under my rule. Right. And so the story kind of goes by a little bit faster here. They start going by, but as as time goes by, more and more Avengers get, uh, are captured. 
by the Phoenix, the Phoenix Four at this point. Yeah. And Hope is still training, but it still doesn't show any re- results. This is actually right where I was talking about where the some of the X Men decide to um, to basically de- defect, and um, they uh, they join. Some of the X Men start joining the, with the Avengers, and so things start changing. Um, yeah, the Storm is also in, in, involved in all this, and um, she shows up to Wakanda after all this happened with Namor, and she tells the Black Panther that there's a uh, the captured Avengers are are in a, a volcano. Like a um in Siberia, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um so the Avengers head out that way to rescue um the those captured uh Avengers, the new basically the Avengers and the X Men now like the those that have joined them, um I'll just say the Avengers because it's easier. Both sides are realizing, yeah, yeah, both sides are realizing that like the real villain now is these is this Phoenix Four, and that yeah. they're gonna start like combining together again. And Magneto starts to realize, like, uh, yeah, basically, continue. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, and and as the this gathered group of heroes are on their way, um, one of the the Avengers captured there is Spider Man. Who yep. this is a brilliant scene, even though it's kind of heartbreaking because of how how brutal it can be. But um, so the Magic and Colossus are the ones that are in charge of this prison. And now, some people don't know, part of Spider-Man's ability, besides his fighting and his agility and all that, he has a mouth on him. Exactly, yeah. And a brain. <laughs> yeah. He's and, a genius. And he's, a, he's, for most of the content, he's a kid, so he's like playful and fun. Uh, yeah. But also, like, I think during uh, Renew Your Vows or something like that, like he, revealed, he, he talks about how he... He talks to throw them off his game, like throw his enemy off, the, like throw the person he's fighting. That like if 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 they see if they hear him quipping, then they then they're they're like what what's going on? Like well, yeah. how is this guy? Like they, it, it's a psychological tactic as much as it is just funny and fun, right? And I'm sure it probably just started out as funny and fun back in the exactly <laughs> exactly, and yeah. then the writers were just like, wait a minute, exactly exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, that's like a this yeah. a. Just tangent, but uh, like the Batman logo, like like the yellow Batman logo, like the old the old fashioned Batman logo, um, just I mean, just starts out as just a cool yellow logo in the 30s or 40s and stuff, but then fast forward to like the 80s and 90s, they they say like, no, the reason why I wear a yellow thing on my chest is so that the people like my the the villains aim like point their guns at my chest and not my face, and it's just like that's a cool thing. It's a cool thing to like 60 years later. To uh, recon in the, the continuity, it's fun. I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, so now back to this thing here, this volcano. Mm-hmm. Magic and Colossus have been experimenting with creating different kinds of life. Wow! And they're talking about it. And you hear Colossus, who normally, I mean, not, not counting his anger issues that he's had, he's normally a a very kind. He has similar personality in a way at times to to Jean Grey. He would never want to hurt anyone, yeah, exactly. or mess with anyone. And but he actually 
was talking about how he created um, whales with legs. <laughs> and how they didn't seem to like it, and he couldn't figure out why. And of course, Magic was like, well, I could create something more interesting than that, you know? Yeah. And Spider-Man is listening, even though he's all beaten up. And he's, and that's when he starts talking. He's like, oh, I'm sure you could. I bet you, uh, I, you know, and then the, the, the siblings start kind of debating on who was better and who was more powerful. And Spider-Man just keeps on goading them into that more and more. Yeah. And so they, um, they, they basically decide Colossus and Magic both are tricked into attacking each other with all of their strength. All their phoenix ability. Crazy. I mean, like, how else do you do you try to defeat a god? How, how else would you try to try to fight two gods, like, other than get them to turn on each other? You know, these are just two gods who are literally like arguing or 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 like talking about them creating life and just playing playing with life. You know, in in, in silly ways. Like, these are these are unbelievably powerful. Like, how, you, you don't you just you don't stand a chance unless you can use unless you can try to outsmart them and get them to to like use their own negative momentum against them you know yeah and if you just if you just call attention to yourself then yeah. you're then you're dead even faster exactly yeah. i mean he was already beaten up like i said exactly. very badly in that in that scene yeah. and yet so yeah so these two you know and then of course the 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 other heroes the avengers and some of the x-men arrive and and free everyone and um the so and they arrived to, to find you know that um the Colossus and Magic have been knocked out cold. But of course, this means that now it's just down to Cyclops and Emma Frost. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. We're a that, there are a couple at this time too, right? They're, yes. they're, yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure where exactly at what point in the story, but you mentioned earlier that the way that a lot of the X-Men have been seeing how things have been going. Emma Frost has been in charge of keeping order on Utopia. Well, how, how she's doing it is just through just through telepathy, through mind control. Yeah. And and she has everybody just bowing to her, like this, on, on their knees to her. And Cannonball, one of the, the um, X-Force New Mutant characters, um, tries to say something about it, how it's not nice and it's not fun. And she just turns on him and increases the pressure, hurting him. And so this is really when you're starting to see this is, you know, th this is not going to end well for any of them. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the ultimate, like, this is what she... What do you kind of imagine what she would do if she had ultimate power? This is this is in line with her character. You'd imagine her being this kind of dark queen person, like just bow to just bow to me type character. Um, but scary, and it's like she she already had the power, the ability to get into a person's mind and manipulate them and stuff. So just now that fueled with ultimate god power, it's just scary. Yeah. So the Avengers, um, they they retreat and they send Hope back to do more training. Uh, while they're trying to stall Cyclops, who at this point is is starting to realize, okay, we can't just I can't just sit back and not do anything because yeah. he's been sitting back for a lot of this. Yeah, because there's still that bit of I, I'm guessing there's still that those parts of him 
that were a hero that were from back when he was a hero and he, he doesn't there's part of him that still does not want to be hurting anybody yeah so he stays back for a lot of these events um which in and of itself is not good because he's letting it happen too yeah um but uh so yeah the the um the training goes on and um in this last bit of training this lesson um the the members of um and I, I don't know them very well so I'm not going to go into detail here but the the inhabitants of of Kunlun um they re- they really uh, reveal this whole story that I mentioned earlier with the iron fist story it's really cool and they they um so they figure out and they tell hope that part of what she has to do is take um copy iron fist's energy oh. and and use that to um to fight back against the um to cyclops and and Emma Ross at this point and um so but cyclops is not being stalled very much but then wanda gets involved yeah and um together they end up driving cyclops off to the moon in this huge attack yeah they basically drive him off and he goes to the moon because he's trying to figure out what just happened and he while he's on the moon considering everything he he realizes he comes to the decision that he's going to need the 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 other half of the phoenix force from Emma yeah and um meanwhile and back on utopia again Magneto was injured but um professor x goes back there to utopia as well and um they this is as Emma Frost is getting more and more um tyrannical and so they go after uh, Cyclops and Emma Frost on Utopia, while Cy- while Professor X engages Cyclops telepathically. <laughs> That's a bold claim by him to say, "You guys better knock it off, or I'll take you all down." Like, is he is he powerful enough to do that? Is, can Professor X take down like four phoenixes, or and now now one sur- one super advanced phoenix? Like, it does make you wonder, and I. I because it just makes you wonder how much does Xavier hold back? All exactly. The time? Exactly. Yeah. He only does what's necessary. But and people are, everyone is scared of him though. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And does and that just, mean he does have the ability to do that? Yeah. So, Imagine him with the Phoenix Force. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> there'd, be, there'd, be no, there'd be no privacy in thoughts at all. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so meanwhile, um, I'm sorry, let me see here. Um, so they, they do a little bit of jumping back and forth in time here. Turns yeah. out back when everyone was still in, um, in Kunlun, um, Hope learns about the Scarlet Witch and what she had done in the um, House of M events there. And how that may have led to Hope being born and it being necessary for her to be born and so they kind of form this this uh opposite kind of energy pattern yeah 
that they give off when they're near each other. Um, and they they realize when they have the when they're near each other that this may be the, the what they need to take down the um the the well basically just now it's it's Cyclops and Emma Frost. So that's like a little flashback in there. It's and, very uh it's it's very yeah. I'm 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 in the middle of a big Star Wars binge right now and it's very uh force like like create balance to the force, you know. It's like we have to the only way to cancel out this all, all powerful energy is, is to kind of battle like I don't know, battle it like I don't know. I don't know. It's it's I like the concept of it, you know. This uh, right. this I feel like they should explore it more, this idea of whatever is fueling Scarlet Witch versus whatever the Phoenix Force is. It's just a cool idea to me. And especially that dragon versus the Phoenix Force. Like I wanna read right. that comic. That's that sounds really cool. I wonder if that dragon maybe is a previous version of the Scarlet Witch. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. And I think whoa. I wanna say in the movie there's a statue of like a dragon. Oh oh maybe. Whoa, that's a cool, that's a cool idea. All right, come on. Sorry, sorry, that's a tangent. But that's okay. Um, so anyway, oh, so everything cool starts. Idea, <laughs> everything. Uh, <laughs> did I just uh, distract you? You blame mine for a second there. Yeah, jeez, I'm weird. I blame that writer's mind. I know, I know. But um, yeah. So everyone starts to converge on Utopia, and Cyclops, realizing he's in trouble, he decides to turn all his power on Emma. Not to just knock her out, but to take back that half of the Phoenix Force from her. Jeez. Literally pull it out. Yeah. And, of course, that drains her and knocks her out. And after he does this, the reason he does this, it turns out, is this ultimate betrayal, you could say. And because once he gets all that power, he uses it to kill Xavier. So crazy. So he's he's he was he's the first student of Xavier. He's the, he's yes. like he's he's the he's the number one X Men, and he he betrays the mentor. Uh, yeah, it's like a it's a real uh it's a real Anakin fight Obi Wan scenario. It's sort of the culmination of his darkening, exactly. Which starts out you don't think of it necessarily as being bad because he's just he's doing what he thinks he has to do to keep mutants from being becoming extinct. And but he starts becoming more and more militant and and eager to, or willing to attack first again. He had his own, um, he had his own secret team, uh, secret X Force team that he would send out on missions, um, after targets that that were known to be um, anti mutant and that would take them out if they didn't take them out first. Yeah. And but then this this is just. There, there really is no reason for this other than maybe Cyclops is afraid that Xavier could have actually done it, could have actually taken Cyclops out. He, if, must, he, he must be, yeah. He must be worried. If he didn't have that, that, the, the rest of the Phoenix Force. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, metaphorically speaking, it's just the, it's the ultimate breaking of the character. It's the, it's the ultimate character portrayal um, for himself, like the ultimate internal portrayal. Uh, not only is he like killing a person, but he's like, Killing his mentor, killing a person who holds the beliefs that he once held, and now he's losing those beliefs, and this is his turn to use a Star Wars reference again to start the dark side officially. And does this like is he slight spoiler alert? Does he does this does this make him the Dark Phoenix, or is he the Dark Phoenix? Does that allow him to 
to do this? I think it's probably it's 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 probably a slippery slope. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm posting some art in the chat, and at one point, like they make a deal, like they make a big deal of it that, like, he becomes the Dark Phoenix. Like, he's not just a, a vessel yeah. for all five of the Phoenix Force. He he actually embodies like the dark version of it, which is uh, scary. So at this point now, um, the Cyclops as the Dark Phoenix, it just starts to wipe the floor with everybody. Yeah. And starts to just attack the entire planet in general. And so Captain America, knowing what he knows about, about Hope and the Scarlet Witch, it basically tells them, look, you two have to do this. You have to work together and combine your powers and, and, and feed off each other and, and just focus everything you have on, on him. Because if you don't, there's not going to be a world <laughs> to save. Yeah. At this point, again, sort of going back to the idea of the Avengers, anyway, in a way, um, this concept, you know. Yeah. Um. And exactly, that's exactly true. Yeah. 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 And so they do that, and eventually they do manage to drive out, drive the Phoenix energy out of Cyclops. And, but also once it's out of him, it senses Hope as the better vessel. Yes. And so it, it bonds with her. And um, almost like almost like it was the whole time it was like conscious of it and trying trying to seek out hope, you know, and that, that right. like this was all just kind of a, I don't know. We talk about weird, weird is like, like cosmic forces working through ideas and stuff and like potentially having um, intention. And this is just a much more little like literal version of that. You're actually seeking out a, a vessel to, to, to house itself in. You know, right, and so now the other thing I, I forgot to mention here is this idea that Cyclops had about regarding um, Hope and the Phoenix, and, and I guess it works either way here. But um, the reason he, part of the reason also why he refused to go with Captain America's plan, is he had this idea regarding Hope that once she got the the Phoenix power, that she could somehow with that power reignite the, the the x gene the mutant gene yes in the world's population which would then save all mutant kind yeah and so that was his original reason for doing everything in this story yeah that's kind of like the original seed of kind of the conflict is that one that the avengers wanted to tuck her away hide her and don't allow the phoenix force to get in touch with her and cyclops wanted to Bring her almost to the Phoenix Force, and a lot, and because it could, could save mutant kind or restart mutant kind, basically, right? Yeah. yeah, and he thought even if it was destructive, because of his connection to Jean Grey, possibly he could have worked with her and gotten through to Hope and yeah. helped her make the right decision. Yeah. So, um, and so, but at this point, with him knocked out, <laughs> um, it falls down to the Scarlet Witch, who realizes here kind of realizes what his plan must have been in her own mind. Yeah. And she realizes that with her and working with Hope, with the Phoenix power, they can undo everything that, um, that, that she, the Scarlet Witch, did. And basically giving, giving people back their abilities. Crazy. 
um, and or having new mutants be be manifest their abilities. Not even necessarily all the the original ones, but yeah, new ones. It like reseeds the the X gene back in, back into the world, basically. Right. And so, but this takes a lot of power. So this ends up canceling out, in a way, the Phoenix Force. It extinguishes it. For the time being, of course. Yeah. Um, and returns Hope to normal, as normal as she can be. And that's really where the threat is over, for the time that, being. I'm posting in the chat, is that the No More Phoenix line? Is that where they, yes. they, come, they come together? That's really cool. That's, that's a yes. cool callback to the No More Mutants thing. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Yep, because they the with it basically takes Hope and the Scarlet Witch to to ban to basically dismiss or or just not quite destroy again, but like maybe just disperse the Phoenix yeah. energy. Yeah. I think that's probably the better way because again, with something like that, you never you never completely destroy it. I mean, so, so. To, that's that's what we talk about all the time with the Lovecraftian old ones and stuff. The idea that at some point they were pushed out of this reality in some form or fashion. So it's kind of a different, it's kind of similar to that, just pushing, pushing the Phoenix force out of, out of our immediate vicinity, out of our immediate reality to back into the cosmos or back into who, who knows where, you know, but definitely not gone yeah. forever. Exactly. So um, there's just a little bit of, there's a couple of events that happen at the end of this. Yep. Um, of course, Cyclops is placed under arrest. Uh, which <laughs> obviously he should be. Yeah. Um, but he, he accepts it and he goes with them, you know, with the authorities. Um, also at this point, Captain America kind of realizes that he was partly responsible for, was responsible for all this too. Yeah. In that he kind of promoted the whole, or bought into the whole propaganda of the general, in a way of the general population where, he was he was in charge of the heroes, and you know the the mutants were all outcasts, and so he basically acted like a, a sort of just a I know I know best because I'm a, I'm a hero kind of exactly exactly exactly. And yeah. so he realizes after all this, you know, look, imagine how things could have gone differently if we had not started this whole battle. He he was and, basically doing what exactly what the crit what the criticism. Like of them from the mutant yeah. perspective is it's like don't yeah. don't you're not you're not my big brother don't tell me what to do all the time you know exactly yeah, yeah. so he he makes he actually makes a team that lasts for a while I believe a variation of a team um it's called the Unity Squad and it's basically made up of um part Avengers and part X Men that's cool and um, one member of the team that eventually I, I'm not, I can't remember if he, I don't think he joins right away. But one of the members that ends up becoming the team leader for a while under Captain America is Havoc, which is Cyclops' brother. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, was he in the story at all before this? Was he was he popping around at all, or is he just like they bring him in so. at the end? I oh, think okay. he was in in just the various fights because there's yeah. just so many characters. There's so much, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so and then of course, at this point, Hope, after all this, decides to join Wolverine School. The Jean Grey School. <laughs> That's cool. Because again, she's kind of had enough of all yeah. this, and I don't blame her. So, yeah. yeah so that's really um, that event, uh, and I just I was amazed at so often. I've said this before a couple of times, and um, to friends, 
the reason I wanted to cover this is it's not your usual heroes versus heroes story. Exactly. So often in these stories, you have an event that leads the, this hero team to fight that hero team. And, but then they, they find out halfway through, oh, wait, there's this villain that's controlling everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's go like fight they're, them. Yeah, they're, 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 their puppet strings are being pulled, or there's just some misunderstanding between two strangers, like Batman versus Superman, where they, they just don't know each other yet. And then there's just the stronger force that comes afterwards that they have, they have to band together. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I like you now. It's no big deal. Um, it's always it's one, it's one of those variations. Where, but in this case, it's, no, no, there's no misunderstanding. Like both sides, they believe what they believe. You can see both the, from their perspective. You, you kind of, you can kind of understand it until like the Phoenix, until like the Phoenix Five gets involved and they start to get corrupted. But the, and the initial, just like beef between them, that's like you can, you can understand how both sides would feel the way that they felt and uh, wouldn't that wouldn't want to back down like that. And I, I, I it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there was no clear um, evil going on there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I mean the like, whole story, there's like one or two villain appearances in the entire story. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, like, like Cyclops, the X-Men, they're fighting for survival of their, of their species, you know? And yeah. then the Avengers are fighting for the survival of the whole planet because there's this potential world-ending threat coming. So it's just when back into a corner, you, you like, they both make some very poor decisions for the course of it, but you can see, you understand why they made those decisions. And there's no, like, there's no, like, MacGuffin at the end, or there's no, like, Somebody pulling the strings, yeah, like 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 you said, uh, it was really cool. Well, very well written. Um, there was some criticisms when I was like trying to read reviews and stuff that like it's it's such a perfect event, and it but just ends too quick. It just like they they just end, they just like they they wrapped it up too quick, and they wanted like more. They wanted more of it, uh, which I can see because I I really I really liked it. You know, uh, just from like, like summaries and stuff. Like uh, really cool. Yeah, I. I, I can I can see that although it's one of those events where you have to end it at some point. You have to end it. Because it's, exactly. it's gonna only yeah. get bigger and bigger. Exactly. I, but yeah. my problem I have with the comics though is not so much the end of that event. And I've talked about this before in voice chats with, with you and some others. It's how things go after. Because they basically hope Summers just fades into the background. Yeah. I, I don't even know where she was. Like I didn't even hear about her until you started talking about her. Um and I, so, and I was, I'm, I'm, I read comics currently, like, for, so I don't even know where, I don't know where she is right now, um, in continuity. If she exists at all, I don't know if they killed her off a few years ago or what, or what the deal is. But, uh, I'm, I like her, like, like, especially as you're describing her. It's a, it's a really cool character. It's like, it's almost like a more powerful rogue with, like, no, no catch, no, like, I don't, I don't know. And I just love, uh, there was a, back when I was a little kid, uh, watching Power Rangers, like R.I.P. to Jason David Frank, but there's times where he would like give his like Green Ranger shield to the different Rangers. And I'm like four or five years old or whatever, so I just love when like different characters kind of wear the powers of other characters, you know. So when like she's wearing the Iron Fist power, that's so that's so badass to me. And when all these like when they're all wearing Namor stuff, they're all wearing the different versions of their Phoenix outfit. It just it's, it's not even the Power Rangers fan of me, but it's right in my right in my alley. I really I really like it. Um, Great suggestion, James. It's a really cool story. Well, and I wanted to, to review this because this is really the last major story that I ever read. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know me, I'm I I started having issues with reading things visually around that time. Um, and so I never I mean I read uh, some things here and there after, but that was the last 
the last huge event that I ever read. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just so epic and and how it was so done. Epic. And I mean, there's issues and issues of tie-ins. Uh, there's um so and but then again, everything is so you can understand why characters did what they did. Yeah, you sure, know, and yeah, sure. Hope Summers, her, I, I feel like she was almost like a modern version of maybe like a Jean Grey, like with a more independent, because with her in that story, like the whole time, she was sort of on the same page as Wolverine. Like I'm gonna do whatever yeah. I feel like I have to do. Yeah, I don't care what you all, you and your, you know, government sanctions and and or your, you know, history of all mutant kind. You know, you're the the mutants protectors and all that. No, I'm yeah. doing this because I feel like I have to. Yeah, she's more like even though she's gonna get pulled in, in all directions in the story, she seemed to have more uh, like control over herself, like more more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, I don't know. More independence than than Jean Grey had. Jean Grey kind of like, yeah, I don't know. When, when she yeah. wasn't the Phoenix Force, kind of was was much more of like a passive passive character. Uh, whereas Hope is she's training how to fight. She's off of Wolverine doing crazy stuff. She's like she's she's a lot of um, uh, agency. Like was what we're ever looking for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah. Like I, I just remembered it. But like right now in the comics, they're doing Avengers versus X Men. Versus Eternals, like A B X V E. It's like the the actual direct sequel to this, I think. Uh, and they're making it; it's, it's huge. And we've been on the road to this for like a while at this point. So like before, before, well before they were. So just add it to the synchronicity list. Yeah, and from here on out, we're going to be covering stories in these comic book shows that I have not read. Yeah. So, but that's okay, because again, the point is to talk about these similarities and synchronicities and, and, and connections to the real world in this fiction yeah. that um, I, I truly think it's been inspired by things that have happened in the real world. We were talking about that the other day with um, an article you posted over on uh, the Total Mind server, or the link you posted, about um, this whole uh, underwater humanoid trend, oh, yeah. or this, yeah, a, this underwater monster and or humanoid trend, mermaid trend kind of thing. And I just mentioned, you know, it seems like so often there are these stories of people seeing strange things yeah. that then get turned into um, popular pieces, of, pieces of, of, of content for people, movies, yeah. TV shows, stories, books, whatever. And then afterwards, people read that and they, hear, they see that or hear that and they're like, oh, wait, wow, that's odd. I yeah. feel like I've seen something like that. No, that's not possible. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, uh, also like that, like uh, that goblin mode term that we were talking about on Troll Minds before. It just it got we were talking about it back in April, but it just got voted phrase of the year by uh, Oxford Dictionary. And then wow. synchronistically, there was a goblin sighting. Uh, Shout out Rivers, but she she uh, sent it to us, and it, there was an actual real goblin sighting, like a like th- like three days later. You know, so oh. I mean. It's it's really weird, and then just uh, the number one Netflix, the number one movie on Netflix right now is a uh, called Troll. And I know it's not, it's not the same thing, but it's this giant troll goblin monster thing, and it's just weird how the pop culture meets uh, meets these like ideas that are bubbling in the collective, which then spurs actual real paranormal sightings and stuff. So the idea, like, where's the what the what does the phenomena stem from? Is it coming inside of our mind? What's the relationship between whatever it is we're dealing with and our mind? Like. 
it's a real chicken in the egg scenario. You know, what's, what's fueling what? And, uh, I think we just, we, it's endlessly fascinating. We can talk about it for days and days. I, I, I love it. The best. Yeah, no. And there's been sightings of, of trolls and, and goblins and all different kinds of creatures throughout time. So that, oh, yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's a great, and just, uh, this, this, uh, and we, we mentioned it before, but it's the end of our like kind of phase one where we're going through kind of in uh, chronological order, taking tackling these events. Uh, but now we can kind of branch off to whatever tickles our fancy at the time, you know. And but we're looking for suggestions too. So we, we might we, we're talking about maybe throwing out like we did for Halloween, maybe a couple of choices uh, some weeks, and yeah. um, people people can vote on it, or just if something uh, interesting happens, like we some topic uh, is interesting us at that time, we, we can just find an event for that or. If anyone has any suggestions, we're open to it. And just uh, the sky's the limit. Uh, again, James, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Congratulations again on 300. No, thank you for being here for that special episode. So I really appreciate it. And, and uh, yeah, it's always fun to talk with you about these things. So oh, it's the best. It's the best. And I uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, I'll mute up. But uh, again, big, big congrats. 300. Huge deal. Uh, I'll, be here, I'll, be, I'll be here for a thousand. Let me know uh, when, you, when you want me. We can cover uh, some major event during that one or something. Sounds but, uh, good. Yeah, Sounds later, bro. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. And uh, yes, thank you all for listening. Um, I'll be back on Saturday night, Sunday morning with another episode as far as the live stream goes. And uh, we'll be covering true paranormal stories from the web at that point. So thank you all. And I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care and have a great rest of your week. And uh, thank you all again so much for helping me with bring the show up to 300 episodes. And uh, I'll talk to you all next time.